Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Weekly Domestic, a podcast where we talk about our relationship and judge yours. Hello, I am Ash, otherwise known as Mango, and this is Tom, otherwise known as the Spiffing Grit. Oh my goodness! Welcome back to our what is this like seventh, one hundredth episode? I don't even know. You what don't is have it? to say the episode every time. I, I think just they want get to it. say it every time. I do you think know what they know? Do you know what else they know? They're gonna get. And do you know what you're gonna get? Uh, awful jokes. Yeah, that's right. It's the greatest jokes in the universe. Once again, themed for the topic of today's episode, which okay. is going to be Don't baking. Oh, I was going to. The work episode it out. will probably be titled "Baking Something," right? You know. That's probably true. <laughs> they probably they can get a gist of you what's know, actually going to be coming up. You all know more than me, so. You know, you did the baking. You were there. No, I know, but I mean, they know more about this episode right now than I know what the episode will be. Oh my oh god, my goodness. mind that's, blown. That's deep because we haven't actually recorded it yet, and they can just go into the. Wow, that's yeah. actually that's really trippy. Okay, very <laughs> cool. Anyway, I'm first joke. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Let me so just I used close to close my eyes a minute. <laughs> close your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes. Just, just a, phase a out of the jokes. In. And go. Okay, dad joke time. Okay. So I used to think I was really bad at baking, but I decided to take a baking class, and guess what? The final was a piece of cake. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh god. Come on, I that's good. Oh god. That was good. A piece of cake. A piece of cake. <laughs> Get it? Because it's. Cake. I know it's good. <laughs> well, why don't you take your piece of cake for a walk in the park? That would be interesting. Oh. Well, okay. Well, I've got another joke for you. Are you ready for this one? No. This one I, I came up with myself about five minutes ago, so that way you know it's premium, okay? Okay. And by that, you're probably going to hate it. Why was the accountant snorting lines of baking soda off of his desk? I don't know. He was trying to get a raise. I was going to say rise, but I was like, <laughs> a it rise. doesn't work. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, that is a good, go. one. I clap. a good one. That's oh, a good one. Oh, you clap for that one. I clap for that one. That's a good one. I always find Thank like you. homemade jokes are better. Like, why did the French baker fall on the floor? What did he say? Well, not why. <laughs> uh, his his knees were weak, arms heavy, mum spaghetti. Um, um, no, he 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 fell on the floor and he said oof. He said oof, oof. like that. You gotta put which, the oomph into the oof. Which is French for egg, for those of you that don't know. But this was a joke that Ash very proudly invented last night in the bath and Tell me it's shouted not out of the bath at me. Tell me it's not genius. <laughs> It was quite genius. I'm very proud of you. I think that one's very highly I rated. I can imagine somebody falling over and saying oof because I do it all the time. And now I've said it, I can't undo it. Do you know where that originally comes from, though? No. It comes from Roblox. No, it doesn't. Yeah, when you're in Roblox <laughs> no, no, and you no, when you're in no, Roblox no. and you die, you go oof. That is like that's not... where the noise comes from. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, I have never played a Roblox. Nope. I know, but you have seen TikTok and you have seen the internet, that's and that's not, where you'll have got it it's from. It's not. I've been saying oof since I was a baby. 
<laughs> well, maybe, maybe you set the trend and then some Roblox executive overheard you being, I don't know, falling over constantly, which evidently you did as an accident-prone child, as we discovered. I mean, I do it so, now. Is all the time. Anyone, if, if you know how to spot me on a train, listen out for the oof. Oof, just continuously falling over and I bouncing around a like a pinball. I think it's a northern thing to say oof. It yeah. is not a oof. northern thing to say oof. I, when was the last time you saw a farmer collecting his sheep and then one of his sheep falls over and the farmer just goes oof? No, it's not. When, <laughs> it's when you fall over and you're trying to catch okay. yourself and you're like oof. oof. <laughs> no? No. I've been no. doing this the whole time. You brought I've me back never... to my childhood memories and now I can't stop. I need to tell the people that I used to be known as the Duck Whisperer. Uh, sorry, where is <laughs> this one's come out of left field? Sorry, hello, Doug Whisperer. Yeah. Nice to have you on the show today. Please quack, introduce quack, yourself. Quack, quack. Hello. Um, sorry, where has this come from, and why did you used to be called the Duck Whisperer? Well, number one, because of my impression of Donald okay. Duck, which is really bad. Can I do it? I don't want it. I hate Donald Duck. <laughs> Let's go. Um, brace yourself. Okay, go for it. <laughs> That's a terrible impression. <laughs> he doesn't laugh like that. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Right, okay, ready? He's a smoker, though, so that was accurate. <laughs> ready? Mm. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. That is quite good. Thank oh. you. So that was number one as to why I was called the Duck Whisperer. <laughs> You do know ducks don't actually make that noise no, and Donald Duck Donald is a fictional duck. character. It's Donald Duck, but he is the real duck to me. Mm -hmm. He's the big duck. I, I actually have a similar story to this, though. Wait, wait, wait. Because I was known as the Duck Whisperer because I used to go around to the pond and I used to lie on my belly with the bread in my hands until a duck came and ate it from my hands. And I gained, <laughs> I gained trust with the ducks. And they used oh to follow God. me as a child. Did you try and quack at them? No. Okay, right. Well, mine is a little bit more crazy. Okay, so as you you'll probably know, in my childhood, I had to go on a lot of family walks, right? Yeah, to keep you fit With... and healthy. Very good. No, just because my parents hated us having fun, so we had to that be outside. That is not true. It's I know they. they... Yeah. They love walking too. Still. They love walking, so we had we loved walking too as children. We did a lot of walking. They still do a lot of walking. Anyway, so um, my sister loved sheep, especially Herdwick sheep, which are you know native to the north, and she loved trying to bar and get the attention of sheep. So she kind of also got called the sheep whisperer, and then pretty much every time she'd do this, I'd be like, she's having too much fun, and little little evil spiff um basically would whenever whenever my sister would have fun with animals i would just remind her of like i don't know a time two months before where she had lamb for dinner and i'm like <gasps> you're barring at those sheep but you ate their babies not too long ago and she you know she's oh also a child God. she breaks down crying because i've just been incredibly mean but for me it's like well you're getting all the attention of the sheep wait until these sheep hear that you're you're a murderer that'll show you for having fun also for context your your sister is older than you yes yeah my sister is older than me so <laughs> a young devious tom Set, so I, okay. I'll write your logline right now. 
Young Devious you write the Tom logo. sets out to ruin his sister's day, but she loves the animals so much, even though she cries, she sees through the lies. Oh, it rhymed. It rhymes and everything. It does rhyme. It wow. Rhymed. I was just a master manipulator from a young age, wasn't I? Wow. Same. It all makes sense. It's fine. You, I, oh, I really, really, really was. We won't talk about that. No, that's <laughs> we can we can slowly divulge our terrifying childhood. Look, over when the we next, get to the counselling episode, days. that's when we'll go there. How about oh my that? god, the couples counselling episode. That's great. No, it's not I mean, couples today... counselling. It would just be individual. I don't oh, think that would come up in a couples counselling session. I think what would come up in the couples counselling session is the dishwasher problem. Oh my god, the dishwasher problem. We bought a new dishwasher though. <gasps> we did. That, that's an excitement thing, okay. That's we complained excitement. about the dishwasher not working. Now it works. And it's a good thing it works because the kitchen's a bloody nightmare because of what we did this week. This is okay. true. Very good segue. I applaud. I'm on board. I'm getting on the segue train. Choo choo. Let's go. Do you want to explain what this week's challenge and then subsequent nightmare was because right. it was your idea it was my idea so my idea was right me and tom used to sit down every week and watch two programs together for a short amount of time we do we watched a lot of anime before and then just films generally but an actual series we want to sit down and watch and because it was fun and we've always watched it uh, individually uh we watched the great british bake-off um, which was really fun to watch and I, if you haven't watched it, I won't spoil, but the person who won deserved to win and I'm very happy. <laughs> but Sorry. I thought to myself, what would it be like after building the Lego in the car where I couldn't see the Lego and I still managed to build it? I was like, hmm, what if we did our own technical challenge, which if you guys don't know, is otherwise known as blind baking. When you get an instructions list, an ingredients list, and you follow it, not knowing what the outcome is for any single one of the steps at all. To be to be fair, for the people in the Great British Bake Off, when they do the technical challenge, usually they are also told what they're aiming to make. Like, maybe it's like, okay, Paul has asked you to make a Chelsea bun, and then they'll be given a recipe, and the recipe will be this particular Chelsea bun that is to be folded in a certain way, and they have to somehow read the ingredients and work it out, which I don't know how anyone's meant to do. I don't know how you're meant to have the baking prowess to do it, but we thought it would be fun to make one ourselves. So I I got uh, Marcus to basically go onto BBC Good Food, find some recipes, and then censor what the actual recipe was and just tell us the ingredients and the method. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, we both can't stand our own voices. So, Marcus is one of the people who edits this podcast. And he is brilliant and big clapped. Also, please. <laughs> Also, big claps to Harry, who also edits uh, this podcast. So there you go. There are two beautiful sound mixers. They are lovely. So, They're also the people who, who you should shout at when they don't get the alignment correctly on the PFPs. Yeah, ah, now you know their names. Ah, get them, get them, yeah. get them. Um, <laughs> so we got a message through from Marcus saying, Secret Baking Technical Challenge. 
and we got mm. these instructions, not these instructions, these, this list of ingredients. Should we start there? Should we start with Yeah, let's start with the ingredients. Right, let's see. see if you know what we'd make. Just guess it. Put your guess in the comments or just think to yourself, okay? <laughs> think to yourself. Sit in the corner. Shout aloud. Shout aloud in whatever public space you're in. Shout <laughs> oh what you think God. it is. <laughs> Chelsea Bond! <laughs> it's donuts. No. Well, if you say Chelsea Bun, I feel like someone's going to be like, uh, how could you call me that? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> it's a tart! It's a tart! <laughs> oh, my God. No. So, we've got two lists of ingredients. One is oh, for dear. the bake, which includes 75 grams of plain flour, 75 grams of strong white flour, 25 cocoa powder, 75 grams of fast action dried yeast, half a teaspoon of caster sugar, 175 milliliters of warm whole milk, 75 millimeters of warm water, a quarter teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, one teaspoon of salt, and sunflower oil for cooking and greasing. Right. Yep. From that, when I read that, I thought, this is bread. <laughs> I also thought there's yeast. This is going to probably be bread. And at the same time, I thought, what the hell is strong flour? And why is flour strong? Like, I've never heard of strong flour. Well, strong white flour is what they use generally. I don't know what makes it different. Do you want to do a It's just flour. Do a I'll do a Google. What's I'll do a Google. You, ex you explain... You explain what the next one was. Okay, so I was there thinking, why am I making chocolate bread? I thought possibly a brioche, possibly a croissant. But then I look and I'm like, water in a croissant? I don't think so. So I was confused. Go to the topping. 200 grams of frozen black cherries defrosted. 100 grams of jam sugar. Half a tablespoon of lemon juice, a cinnamon stick and butter to serve. So I'm like, jam sugar? Well, that's for jam. Like, am I stupid? No. Is it for jam? Yes. Do I know what jam sugar is? No. No, no. We had to phone a friend for that one. Well, we phoned you... many a friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We were literally just ringing up family members and they're like, we haven't spoken to you in four years. And you're like, yeah, nice to hear from you, Nan. Now tell me what jam sugar is. <laughs> now stop complaining. No, so I had to... So first of all, I rang your mum, who is mm -hmm. avid baker. She knows everything about cooking and baking. Top notch. Also, she makes jam. So I was she like, she makes a lot of jam. Know. So there was no, the problem was we had no jam sugar in the supermarket. All the sugar was sold out except for caster sugar. So, and we have granulated sugar at home and a few others, icing sugar. I have a many a sugar in the house, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I, I would like to say, you called my mum asking about jam sugar. She didn't pick up because she was out. And then she rang us back at 11 p.m. at night to tell me what jam sugar was. By which point, of course, we've completed the bake. Bless her. And we are now asleep. And I'm woken up by my mum, who's like... Hello, Tom. Um, I, oh, I'm sorry it's late. Oh, have I woken you up? I'm terribly sorry. Um, now, and the thing about like, jam uh, sugar uh, is... Hi, Mum. Hi. <laughs> what? What is it? Hang on. 
Jam sugar? Jam sugar? <laughs> and then, yeah, your oh, mum did explain dear. it very, very well she on did. the phone. It's but, just regular sugar with, like, special, uh, I don't know, agents that stick stuff together to make it jammy. Jamming yeah. agents. But since that couldn't happen, I had to ring my grandma, who is lovely. I love her very much. And she was with my auntie. And I rang, I said, hey, right, real quick. If I don't have jam sugar, what can I do? And my nan goes, are you making jam? I'm like, I don't know what I'm making. <laughs> and, and she's like, what? And I'm like, right. To explain, we're doing this thing for the podcast and I'm not meant to know what you're making. I'll, and then she tells me what jam sugar is and she says, oh, you can just do it with sugar, but it will take longer. I'm like, okay, cool. And then she's like, add some water. You'll be fine. It wasn't fine. Forecast it was not fine. wasn't fine. Anyway. <laughs> Tata, it was not okay. <laughs> well, in fact, we may actually have to throw away one of my most prized pieces of china because of this. unless anyway. unless you guys know how to remove cement from uh china where yeah uh, it's a bit buggered yeah it's kind of fucked anyway so then she was like what are the other ingredients in this so i tell her she's like oh it's scones it's sc you're making scones i'm like you're not meant to tell me stop it oh cocoa powder it's chocolate scones even better with butter on the side to serve i'm like no, no, you're not meant to tell me goodbye. And I hang up the phone. Oh, dear. So, how did you feel at this moment? Because this is when you went out, we had the ingredients, and then we set out to start. By the, by the time you were calling your nan, I was already ahead of you, so I'd tried to make the mix of largely whoa, flour whoa. and water and stuff. You've forgotten this big part. What have I forgotten? What big part? Dancing around the kitchen. Okay, no, dancing around the kitchen involved me trying to make my, of course, version, and you were making your version of the recipe, and you had the fridge playing loud music and dancing, and you're like, why aren't you dancing with me? And I'm like, I've got like one hob on the go, and I've got a mixing bowl, I've got a mix, and it's all too much for my little brain. And I'm like, just I'm dance, gotta be just okay. Dance. <laughs> oh my god. I had all the bacon tunes on, it was really great. You had you had Naughty's Club hits. You did not have baking tunes. It was I don't even know what a baking tunes. tune is. Seriously? Yeah, it was a place. Damn. I need to go to a baking night in a club because that was a <laughs> that was a great that must be a great night. Imagine that. Bring your own flapjacks to the dance floor. No. BYOB. Bring your own bake. <laughs> bring your own bake. Oh, not brownies. Not brownies. No, no. Not not drug brownies, no. No drugs, um, just nice. So, yeah, I was, I'm making my mixture. Here was the issue. Uh, I didn't know we had the weighing scales, and then you're like, we have got the weighing scales, and then by that point, I'd already made up in my mind that I wasn't going to use any weighing scales, and I'd just eyeball everything. So you were weighing stuff out. I was just, like, going, this is probably 75 grams of flour. That's probably 25 grams of cocoa. It was all fine. It, it was, was not, not fine. fine. <laughs> um, it, it did not turn out okay. They said um, in unison. So the thing uh, was, I was saying, do you want to use the? Do you want to use the scale? Do you want to use the scale? And you're like, no. no. 
And I'm like... Well, I knew I had to stay ahead of you in the bake because we only had like one large wok we could use for frying and we only had one pot we could use for jam making. So that meant I had to be the one to get to those pots first. So that way I could make sure I was ahead and your disgusting filth flavor wouldn't seep into my glorious tasty bake. Right, I see. So, um, since I was measuring things out, I was counting the spoons that I was putting mm -hmm. in because you were measuring in spoons. First thing I noticed, you put like five spoons of flour in what was a three spoon measure. Was like, it seriously oh, a three spoon? Oh, no. oh my God. No wonder it was so horribly bitter. Yeah, oh. you put way <laughs> too much flour in. And I looked at you, I said, do you want to redo that? And you're like, no. I'm like, but I know, I, and I just started laughing because I was like, I know you, you've done it wrong. Like, I, I didn't know, know, I didn't know. I thought I actually put too little in because when, when you said, do you want to redo that? And you just started laughing. And I looked at yours. Your mix looked a bit larger than mine. Because it, it must be too. Because it was in a smaller bowl. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I actually added more in after no! that. Because <laughs> I was like, Oh, I, I guess I undermeasured it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. oh no, like... it's all coming out now. It's all coming out. No, yeah, so... Oh. So, step one was to tip the various flours, cocoa powder, and yeast into a bowl and mix together, which you had already done wrong, which was very yes. fun to watch. We're I off to a cracking start. I was doing it right. <laughs> so, then it says... Stir the sugar into warm milk until dissolved and pour onto the mixture. So we went two different methods with the way to warm the milk. You decided to warm it up on the hob. I don't understand why. I just whacked it in the microwave. I was feeling like... fancy. I was like, I'm doing a baking challenge. Oh, <laughs> baking challenge. I'm going to slow myself down by seven minutes. And then I'm also going to, uh, of course, whilst we're doing that, well, once you do that and mix it all, we then had to prove our bread. No, no, you have to beat it for three to yeah, four minutes. Yeah, you had to beat it a bunch to mix it. And then we had to prove the like weird bread dough that smelled of bread, but was also chocolate. And you had to prove it by basically sealing it. And then it seals and the bread kind of rises up. Yeah. And so you sealed yours by putting clean film over it, which is yeah. correct. And then you were like, oh no, the clean film's rising. I think it needs a hole to breathe. <laughs> You just puncture a hole through the middle of the clean field, which is the exact opposite of what you were meant to do. That was like, no, but I had only probably 10 minutes left. Mm -hmm. And I was doubting myself now because I had time to think. Before I was like, ooh, I'm a fancy baker in my kitchen with my music Listening on, to music, And yeah. I'm going to warm this milk up on the stove like I'm making a hot chocolate. <laughs> no, um... And it looked like there was condensation getting on the cling film when I was like, <gasps> it's got to breathe. It's suffoc I'm suffocating my bread. <laughs> so I went and poked a hole in it. Then I, I left it for about three minutes and then I had a, a rethought. Did it say to cover? Yeah, it or says Or did it say to cover? Or did it just say to leave it? And I'm... then you you ask me and you're like, was I meant to puncture a hole in it? I was like, no. And then you're <laughs> like, but what do you mean? And I was like, look here on the instruction, it says to cover. And you're like, oh, it does. It says cover <laughs> and leave to stand for 30 minutes. 
And yes. I was like, oh, fuck. So I go and get more clean film and add to <laughs> Yeah, more clean film. Are we now out of clean film as well? No, we're not. We're not. We've okay, got some. goodness. We've got a little bit. Not that much, but yeah. Mm. So also, then you disappear from the kitchen. <laughs> I do, because my bread's proven. I'm still there looking at my bread being like, yo, are you going to get big? Like, Tom's got big. Can Can you be big? Did I mess mine you rose. Up? Mine, mine went orbital, but that's largely due to the insane amount of self-raising strong flour I used, probably. No, I think you put too much yeast in. I put exactly the correctly wrong amount of yeast in. <laughs> so yeah, it rose. In which time, I decided to start on my step two, because there's no saying that you can't multitask and put a timer on for 30 minutes to let your bread... It's not bread. What we thought was bread, <laughs> proof. Yeah. Whilst you move on to the topping, because I don't know what that is. So it says, oh no, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, do you want to tell them why we didn't have defrosted cherries? Because what place sells frozen cherries, okay? I'm sorry, Marcus, but next time, can you choose a recipe that doesn't require you to raid, like, four separate waitroses, Excuse okay? Excuse me, don't Jeez. blame the Jeez. editor. Blame yourself, Jeez. even though you'd have better than me in this. In this Come on, like, after in a post-Brexit world, you expect me to find more than one type of cherry in a supermarket. And I bought that one type of cherry they had, which was cherries that were kind of dry uh, a they bit like dry. a prune you bought dried cherries and I was like yes. I think we're meant to get liquid out of this so <laughs> I found a way of getting liquid out you of them you did not did. you just pulverized <laughs> them with a potato basher and nothing happened right, you're like look there's a bit of juice and it's like no you've just pulverized a, a dry cherry it says place the cherries in a small deep-sided pan and crush with a potato masher. So that's what I did. I, except the problem was they were so I'm like smashing this potato masher into my pan thinking, why isn't it working? And it's sticking to the potato masher and it's sticky and it's not, it's no juice, except it's no kind juice. of sticky. So I believe it. there's some juice somehow. And I turn to my right, and you have your. I was cherries. one step ahead of you. Yeah, in the frying pan. Oh no, uh, in the uh, in the pot actually, you had where it we're in making a pot. the jam. Mm -hmm. And what did you do to make your cherries work? Well, I realised that there was a lack of cherry-based liquid, and originally I wanted to take cherry jam from the fridge and put it in my cherry topping that I was making because no. I didn't know it was jam really you said no that would be cheating so instead be. instead I was like well we've got some kind of cherry flavoring around here somewhere so I opened up the drinks cabinet and I pulled out a bottle of cherry rum now I also aimed to only pour maybe a shot one shot kind of became about a quadruple to a, a quintuplet shot and yeah. I ended up with cherry flavored alcohol mixture and it actually Worked it very well. Good, but it smelled it tasted good. so bad while you. It were... was very strong. Yeah, it was very strong. We were inhaling the alcohol at this point. Don't yeah. do that, people. <laughs> Don't do it. 
I will say this this was the one part of the baking challenge where I was ahead of you and I did something well I didn't do something, something right. right I did something that tasted better than the nightmare creature you created okay right. so then I'm like ooh alcohol so I bring out a little what is it called moonshine that we got from our friend from Christmas yeah. and I can't open the moonshine. You can't open the moonshine. So I get out a screwdriver and stab the top of it until it. Oh god! It's like a tin. It's like a jam jar. I've got a jar. picture of this as well. It's <laughs> a jam jar, which is actually fitting. So I stab the top of this jam jar until I make a big enough hole that I can turn it upside down and I get my alcohol. So now I'm drinking. You're inhaling it. We're good. It's going great. Mm. It's going great. Um, so. I actually, I make, I managed to make a jam. It takes a while. It's not really a jam. It's more of like a, a sticky liquid that eventually hardens into like a slightly soft, hard-boiled sweet. Um, you attempt it. Okay. You don't even make close to jam. You bypass jam entirely. I didn't even think you were in the same postcode as jam itself. No, I make. You create a hard block, like a brick, sweet. like. I made no, because sweets can be bent. I made something harder than Blackpool Rock. A lot harder because Blackpool Rock will melt when you put boiling water on top of it. I've put, I kid you not, like 18 kettles worth of boiling water onto this mixture to try and get it at least malleable so I can scrape it off the enamel china where it's on. No progress. Why it is completely solidified. Stop china I don't know what. I don't know. It's, it's a platy thing. It's a bowly platy thing. It's a really nice hand spun. Oh, handsome dish! Oh, God, oh, not a casserole dish! And now it's pretty, and now it is ruined. It's ruined with my treacle cherry jam nightmare. Eight, anyway. Yeah. So. so I, I successfully made something of a flavorful jam that you could potentially it would be slightly too solid but flavor wise was nice yeah you didn't create jam no. and then no. the inverse happened for the final bake when the thing that we were raising actually properly rose and we went on to the final step which was to put it in donut rings and or egg rings and put them onto on the hob heat, a medium on a low heat, heat. Uh, which you didn't do, you cranked it up to four, and you were like, well, four's in the middle of one and six. Four is not in a medium or low heat on our hob. Four will boil water. Minutes. It said <laughs> they cook for six minutes. They needed more than six. I was cooking them for six minutes. I wasn't mm -hmm. surpassing it. And since when it got to the three minute mark, I was like, that's not cooking. I just ramped it up. I also hated the process of cooking it because it smelled like bread, it looked like bread. Uh, the dough which I tried, because you know, you've got to sample your cooking all the way along, tasted like bread. So bad. Mine was horrifically bitter and acidic, and um, it was also, you know, pitch brown or black because of the chocolate powder in it. And yeah. It was it was horrible. Anyway, I cooked it, flipped it upside down. I have kind of like weird, gooey, chocolatey pancake-looking monstrosities. Uh, yours did uh, not look like pancakes. It looked that's like true. A pancakes would have been nice. Cheese. 
I mean, you're genuinely not far off. I've got some pictures I took. I rammed a cinnamon stick in one and I put my little jam dressing on top of it and I ate it. Uh, okay, actually, stop, sorry, no, stop. I didn't eat it. Let's just pause. We should we'll review mine because yours came after. Well, no, yours came reason, after we ate and reviewed mine. I need to say mine. this before you continue because before you... So I just think they need to know how we cook these properly. So when you've got your we mixture and it's risen, what you do is you stir in the hot water until it goes mousse-like, right? Yours yeah. didn't do that. Yours went like runny and mine went mousse-like. Mine mousse -like, went goo-like, yep. And then you set it and rest it again for more time. Then you scoop it into your egg mold and you wait until it rises. It's meant to like double in size when, when and it's meant to go, it, it was interesting. So what you ended up with, because I think you kept yours on for how many minutes? Way too I kept many mine minutes. on for about eight minutes and it still didn't cook. I don't know. Uh, like, I we can probably reveal. Yours on the hob for 10 minutes. We can reveal no, who, no, no. who invented this recipe. It was Paul Hollywood. And yeah. Paul Hollywood, I just want you to know my respect for you is gone. Oh my I, gosh. Like, I thought. Oh, this is quite a fun baking show you got going on here. But his recipes are nice. No, I don't know what acid trip you were on when you invented this <laughs> recipe because it is neither fun, tasty, enjoyable, or even logical. Why on earth would you make this and why are you making it this way? Okay. I can understand oh, without God. the cocoa powder. I would be interested in trying again with new instructions without the chocolate. Yeah, it doesn't need the chocolate. Okay. Um, anyway, so hey, I cooked the I cooked the nightmare for, abomination. <laughs> I cooked the nightmare abomination. I take a bite. I can manage a single small bite. It's very bitter. It's horrible. It just doesn't taste nice. You try the same. You almost throw up. I have a picture of your face, which I think perfectly sums up the um, flavor combination. How would you rate mine out of ten? Ah, um like a two <laughs> i wouldn't give it a two i'd straight up give it a 0 0.5 out of 10 if you were served this in a restaurant you would believe an attempt on your life was being made it is not <laughs> enjoyable in any way it is just straight up like it's that meme of i'm straight up just not having a good time it is that in bread cake form because it was not the end product that paul was expecting no. it's horrible so the only redeeming still... feature is the jam so you still didn't know what you were baking or what I was baking. So then I went no. on to do mine. I, instead of putting, it told you to put three in at a time, which I thought was a bit obnoxious. So <laughs> I put two in um, and I had made my little rings out of foil, which I was very proud of. Um, and instead of using sunflower oil, I used butter to grease the bottom mm. because That's I was better. like, I don't think your oil seemed to be too much and it spread all over the pan. So I learned from you. Mm, so actually mistakes. being ahead helped you being ahead helped me. So ah, that's, that that's true. on you. That did. And I put the butter in. I scooped my mixture in. I waited. I turned them over. When I flipped them, it says they're meant to be solid on top. Mine weren't. But I just flipped them anyway. <laughs> mine also weren't, to be fair. Mine were like a liquid mud bath when I flipped them, so don't so worry. we're staring at what looks like a chocolate cake, but with massive holes and air pockets in it. 
from it being and tastes like, like bread. It tastes like acidic, bitter ass bread. <laughs> but it looks like, like chocolate bread. cake. Except mine definitely, definitely, definitely tastes better than yours. Yes. We try mine, and you know what? You can eat a whole two of mine, and I ate a whole one of mine. You did eat yes. two. You chose to eat two. That was up to you. <laughs> Didn't say it was I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna say, if if I was served yours in a in a place, Stop right? Saying in a restaurant. Nobody is serving in, a, in restaurant. a restaurant for a reason. If I were to eat it, I would not enjoy it. I wouldn't finish it, but I also wouldn't return it and complain oh. i would just this would be the acceptable level of i hate it and i would never go back to the place um, but i would never socially embarrass myself to say that this tastes as bad as it actually does taste i ate two because by that point in the day i was starving and after eating two i immensely regretted it and felt sick because <laughs> whilst they were sweeter and nicer and tastier than mine there's only so much you can make what is quite possibly the worst recipe in the universe taste right. acceptable without so, it, you know, still... It, it does, it's not good. Before the big reveal of what we made, um, I would just like to say, I think if we'd done it together, we would have had an even better version with your jam and my... Oh, my. Oh. And and my base, whatever it is. Your base, weird bread base. Yeah, we could have ruled the galaxy we could together. We ruled the galaxy, and maybe oh. we would have gotten a five star. Uh, we would definitely not have got a five star. Four. We could have uh, a five star out of 20 stars, or a five stars out of 10. Um, we could have managed a five out of 10. I yeah, reckon. see, five out of 10. Yeah. I, also, I would give yours about a three out of 10, is what I would give it. Okay, then um, yours gets in a terms one. Of rating. Mine is less than a one out of ten. Mine is not edible food. It was not <laughs> edible. It's like it, so, it, you you couldn't get people to eat it. We sent them off to be judged by Marcus. He didn't come back with a conclusion. No, I no. Everyone's conclusion was they looked terrible. At our monstrosity, and went. That's not worth judging. That. He took a look at mine, and I had a cinnamon stick in it, and he said, "Is that a carrot?" <laughs> It was the only thing that looked good about it. Right. So the bit that we bought from the shop. Yeah, the pre-made cinnamon stick. Um, but instead, the grand reveal of the recipe. What oh, is it? I thought instead of Marcus choosing Q1, I think you should try and bake this yourself at home. Compare Don't. yours to ours. Don't. It's not worth it. It's the worst recipe. And then see how we all fare, hey? Mm. This, which I think you should tell them what it is because I can't even think about it. This is a this is a recipe from Paul Hollywood, famous baker and creator of delicacies that are very tasty, and he has invented a twist on the humble scone. If no, I'm correct, it's not a scone. What is it? Tea it's cake. a fucking crumpet. Crumpet. That's oh my god! It's a bloody crumpet. He has made a chocolate crumpet. With it cherry is neither jam. with cherry jam, black uh. cherry jam. It is neither tasty as a crumpet, tasty as a form of chocolate, or tasty as a form of jam. The combination <laughs> does not work. I can take three nice things. I can take mangoes. I can take 
truffles and I can take um, egg and I can mix all of them, it's not going to taste nice, okay? I it just won't to taste differ good. About those three. Mango egg truffles. I don't know. Do truffles have eggs in? If I you mean, take the I whites of the eggs. To be fair, the eggs and the truffles could potentially work and together. And the mango. But you can get mango The mango. Truffles. Oh. You can't get mango truffles. You 100% can. You can't get mango I'm truffles. I'm doing a Google. You can get mango truffles for me no, for you my can't. birthday. Yes, you can't. Can. You're not get, you, you can't get mango truffles. This is a lie. You can. This is a lie. Hang on. Uh, let me look it up. Let's do a tippy tap. <laughs> look it up. Uh, oh, God. What am I searching for? Mango truffles. Oh, this is huge. No. This is huge. Oh, 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 God. Could, oh, okay? stop. Virus, virus. This is because I looked at a, a <laughs> website for photographer that was in China, and now they're trying to oh, get all my data. God. Go away. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, um, Ash has installed a large quantity of malware onto a Chrome browser and doesn't know how to get rid of it. It's awful. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, oh, mango dear. curry truffles. That's fucking that disgusting. Sounds, that sounds horrible. But Hotel Chocolat do mango chocolate gifts and white well, mango they do they do chocolate, chocolate truffles and then they'll do mango chocolate truffles, I imagine. They do white chocolate. Someone else does white chocolate truffles with mango, lime and chili. Can we stop talking about good food and get back to the horrible, disgusting food that we created? Because okay, we I'll need to stop. wrap, we need to wrap up the like terrible food we did. Oh, it won't stop pinging me. I'm not even joking. I've got twenty. I'm kilos. sorry that you're getting assaulted by the malware, but that's your fault. You were the I one who opened up the Chrome browser. Photographers work from China. <laughs> Am I asking too much? You it's, know what you we go need? dodgy website. Oh, I fucking wish we were sponsored right now by by a VPN or something. <laughs> you need more than a VPN. You need a straight up computer exorcist to deal with your PC. You're my computer exorcist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose I am. But your computer exorcist is on holiday at the moment, so um, nope, can't do it. They're literally working right now, so it's online. Oh God, this is my job. Oh no. It's one um, of them. But yeah, uh, would you rate couples baking challenges? Because that was basically what we did. The blind couples baking challenge. Did you enjoy it? Um, yes, I enjoyed the whole doing it. I enjoyed dancing around the kitchen and spending time with you. I loved that part and it was really funny because I'm quite competitive. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I knew I was winning, so I was having a good time. <laughs> um, but that was £20 for a pile of shit. It was about six pounds worth of cherries that were inedible. And in that we've actually turned that six pound worth of cherries into something that has destroyed probably a 30 pound piece of like uh, crockery. Yeah, that's really sad. <laughs> and the other thing is- and We so, don't make money from this podcast. I so, know, I just oh said God. it was your job, but it's not. But the thing I first said was, it's not like we can even make our money back on this. No, it's, we can't. This, this is, is 20 it. pound. Gone. Oh god. Gone. Right, we're bankrupt now. We're bankrupt. Fuck. <laughs> oh well, no. What do we sell first? Um I've got a couple mugs we could sell, like I could sign them or something. Um, no. <laughs> we could we could sell we could sell that like great big china plate. We each sign it and no, send it off. No, 
no, no. <laughs> it's not like we could use it anymore. No one can. Someone put that in a frame. Oh, God. Vacuum seal it and put it in a frame. Mm. Maybe oh, we should wow. do that. Maybe. No, we, we should yes, not do that. Maybe we should. <laughs> we should vacuum seal it and put it on our wall in the kitchen as a reminder. No, no. That is the last thing I want on are. the wall in the kitchen. No, it's my kitchen. You can't ruin it. Okay. You've already thrown flour and sugar everywhere in the kitchen. That's true. You baked sugar into the hob ring as We're well. We're getting a new hob. It's a shit Wait, oven. It's a fine oven, and now it, it like one of the rings is unusable because you've created like caramel on top of it. Oh dear. I like caramel personally. You know what I was about to propose, but I realise it's now a terrible idea. You're we should about do this to challenge. to me <gasps> live on the podcast, but I'm already engaged. Oh my god! To who? To this really cool guy. I really like oh. him. Um. He's you! Yeah, that is actually so cringy. Oh, God. That was terrible. I, uh, I do want. To, I did want to propose an idea though, and my idea was that we do this exact same challenge, but instead of baking, it's cooking, right? Oh, because no. this might be one of the few ways to get you to cook. You've got it would the upper be interesting. hand on that. You've got the upper hand. I've 100% got the upper hand, but you had the upper hand on baking, so it only makes sense to, like, flip the sides round. Only if it's just as weird. And it has to be oh, vegetarian. Sure, we can do vegetarian. But then, like, what if we do the same that we did with this and we're like, mm, we're going to eat it after. And then it's like, we don't have dinner because this is awful. <laughs> I'll get some like frozen pizzas or something just in case. Although to be fair, I what found that after nuggies? after eating the things that we made, whilst I was also starving, I no longer had an appetite or trust of food, so I didn't actually want any food afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm not ever eating a chocolate crumpet croissant. croissant. <laughs> it's not You'll probably eat a chocolate croissant I again. Chocolate we got frozen. Croissant. We got frozen croissants. Remember from the supermarket. Yeah. We can make some frozen. Oh, some cooked croissants. Not frozen croissants to eat. You know, I've been oh. like in my mind going more healthy again. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. I'm just like I want an avocado today, or like oh. today even. I had those carrots and hummus as a part of my lunch, and I had grapes. It's like. Give and me your some broccoli. Of quavers. Yeah. You, you also had a packet of quavers. Well, the quavers are, are not And also, bag. you've got an entire bag of M&Ms in front of you. I've colour-organised them on my desk, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Could you take a picture of that? I'd love to see that. Yeah, everybody can look at it. By the way, if you're um, watching the podcast on video, all of what we've talked about, all of these horrific images, <laughs> are there. They'll be, uh, they'll be shown to you. Um, they will be shown, and you eyes. will be scarred. We're sorry that they were shown In to fact, you, In fact, you've already been scarred, so I guess, <laughs> well, now you know how it feels to cook a, cho a chocolate... What's my call it that I don't chocolate, care about? Chocolate crumpet. Chocolate crumpet. It doesn't it, deserve a name. <laughs> it doesn't deserve a name. Chocolate hell abomination. I, okay, but we do need to move on because this is a relationship podcast where we solve other people's relationships problems, okay? Yes, and I am ready. Are you ready to solve a problem? I'm ready to solve a problem. Okay, this one comes from Crunchy Munch who uh, commented this on the last episode of the podcast. Ooh. Okay. 
we have to solve this problem. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Both my wife and I sleep in the same bed as we have similar work schedules. Recently, she started moving around, or more accurately, practicing karate in her sleep, and I seem to have involuntarily become her sparring partner. What can I do? I have the perfect solution. Okay, spill the beans. Right, just think of the. Close your eyes, everybody. Think of a okay, bright neon close. sign. Mm -hmm. Body pillows. What? So. so What's so, the neon sign got to do with anything? No, like it just flashes on and it says body pillows and there's a little arrow <laughs> down. Okay. And, yeah, no. Sorry, it was just a setup for the idea. So, body pillows. So, I think what you should do is you should have her face your direction. Right, place yourself in the center of the bed when you go to bed and have her big spoon you, right? When she falls yeah, asleep. Yeah, she has to cuddle you. Well, you can cuddle her first if you want. That's not up to, I don't care, okay? Nah. <laughs> Ew, only. Ew. Right, so you are the little spoon. Then she falls asleep. You slowly pull yourself out of that. You slowly pull yourself, and you replace it with a body pillow of you. Kind of like that scene in Indiana Jones where he takes the uh, the fancy fancy golden idol and puts like a bag of sand in its place. You've got to do that with your body and, and an your entire body, body pillow. pillow of yourself. It has to be of you or them. Wow. Oh my God, do it of them. Uh, do it of them. Or them? What? No, that's... Yes. Imagine going to bed and waking up and there's just your face on a pillow next to you. And Maybe it's just like, you'd be so scared that your body won't kick that way next time. Wow. So that's true. It's just then, so terrified. Then you build a wall of cushions between you and her and then you go to sleep set your alarm chill on out i'm sure you won't even need to set the alarm because when she wakes up she'll have something to say and maybe maybe that will stop the nightmares <laughs> of your karate kicking pot i okay you see that is one way to solve it i get the feeling I get the feeling, though, that she will just kick through it in the night still. I think that's the problem. Once you start practicing karate, How you'll always practice karate. I, I imagine she's got quite the kick on her. Okay. <laughs> so instead, I know that potentially no amount of defense is going to stop this. And so I have a result and a solution that will either provide you with one of two potential outlets that will protect you in the long run, okay? Mm. And it's very simple. The solution is just both go and practice karate together in the daytime. That's right. You get a new hobby out of it. You get to let off some steam and exercise and both of you will get better at karate together. It's a couple's bonding experience, I know. So that way, when you go into bed at night, one of two things will happen. Either your wife will be so tired because of all the karate practice that she, her limbs just won't want to move around. So she won't be flailing about or she'll want to fight. In which case, you're ready for this. Your body has been subconsciously getting trained by the karate master or whoever is teaching you. I don't know, I imagine some kind of like beyond natural human being, which is just a, a god teaching you to like do matrix maneuvers. And you will then be able to do that in your sleep against her. And that way, when both of you wake up, if you've both been doing karate in the sleep, imagine how many calories you've burnt. You're both going to have, like, ripped legs and arms just from sleeping. Wait. Have you ever seen karate? Um, no. 
Do you want to know but, what my first lesson of karate was? What was your first lesson of karate? Learning one word mm -hmm. and stepping and punching or like just not punching the air. Just stepping and putting my left arm straight forward. Mm -hmm. Saying a word and waiting for the master to say something else and then doing it with the right arm. Yeah, well, for I'm not saying that kind hour of... and a half. They're okay, not going to learn how to flipping spar. He's not going to learn I'm not saying himself. you go to a boring karate master. I'm saying go to the super cool Hollywood karate master that teaches you all the super cool hidden techniques um, that right. let you be really the cool. touch, yeah? That one? Oh, yeah, the like Vulcan nerve group from Star Trek. Yeah. 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 Give me that. That is not karate. Oh, well, then also just take karate. a self-defense class. Oh, yeah, self-defense. Go for it. Any other solution? <gasps> no, that's a perfect solution. Build a bed, build a bed, build a bed. What? Build a bed. <laughs> build, build a bed, build a bed workshop. No, okay. build a bed where... Oh my mm -hmm. God, this is my dream bed, okay? This is my anxiety as a child coming out. Are you ready? Oh my God. Okay. I never thought I'd be able to share this with anybody. <laughs> so, when I was a little girl, I was scared of people breaking into my home. <laughs> Oh god, it's this one. And I wished I used to lie flat and stop breathing or stop looking like I was breathing under the covers as flat as possible just in case somebody came because I was so scared. I also learned how to hide in the cupboard and on the top shelf. I also had an escape hatch out of the bathroom window that led onto the roof, which in my later teens was kind of a hangout. I'd just hang out on the roof. And so would my mom. But as a child, this was the murder escape route, which of it course was. every child it needs was my to have. Escape route for everything. But also, if the if the house was on fire, I was like, it's fine. I can go onto the roof and I can jump from the roof onto the trampoline. I've got ways. <laughs> or, and then you can do the total wipeout course. Or no, I'm not breaking my leg again. <laughs> or I, if there's a serious problem, I can run onto the roof over to my neighbor's house which shares the same roof knock on their window and then they'll be scared shitless and then i can get help and go and jump on the trampoline and be free i see um anyway so back to the bed i wanted a bed that if i press the button i could hide in the bed so like it, it goes down into the bed. They exist. They're like the earthquake survival beds. Are they really existing? Yeah, they oh, really exist. We need one. Okay. The so. issue is, if you're in the bed with your partner and they start whipping out some karate maneuvers, the bed's going to detect that there's then, an earthquake no. happening, and then well, bam, you just get trapped That's in a box a of them. That's not a problem. So you have two single mattresses. The the bed is split in two, right? I see. And what you do is you press the button. If she starts attacking you, it puts up a wall and it puts her under the bed. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, what? You just have a prison built into your bed for your wife. No, it's just like, you put I've, had a, I've had enough of you tonight. Into the, into the silence box with you, woman. No. You Big just, on. <laughs> you put yourself under the bed and, and, and you are under the earthquake zone and you are I safe. See. And You're this safe. is my dream. Please, somebody build this so my anxiety <laughs> can live. Oh, dear. 
can truly thrive. Well, that's uh, th- there we go. That's free solutions. I mean, which solution is best? I personally, you know, I like one. the nightmarish bed solution, uh, but I rate mine higher. I like the idea that you get really super fit in it, your sleep doing just, karate. I don't agree. Okay. I think it would be fun. Are you ready for <sighs> our second problem? I'm ready for the second problem. Okay. Hit me with it. So this is a multi-part problem, and this is hilarious. Ooh. Okay. So not, I'm not laughing at you guys. I'm laughing at the interaction. Okay. So, Psychosplodge from YouTube said, Jane still brings up the time I accidentally broke her phone screen 14 years ago. Jane then replied, Oh my god. It's kicking off. Case in point here. But I think you're proving that you bring it up more than me. Also, it was brand new. And I did tell you not to pick me up as my phone was in my pocket. Well, bam. This um, This is a problem. It happened 14 years ago. Evidently, Psychosplodge can't let it go. Well, it is clearly still a problem. Because it you're, is. you're arguing about it in a YouTube comment section 14 years after the fact. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a huge, huge event. Oh, fucking hilarious. Also, a phone 14 years ago. That must have been like an iPhone nah, 1 or... No, Blackberry. 14 years ago? Gosh, I can't even remember what phones looked like 14 years ago. 14 years ago is... Yeah. 14 years ago is um, 2008. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's... 2007? Tw- no. Yes. Uh, my, my brain. 2007. I thought you were going to get a calculator. <laughs> I'm just looking at... Um, 22 minus 14. It is 2008. It's 22. Yeah, it's 22. 22. Okay, so phones from 2008. There was an iPhone in 2008. Yeah, but there was mainstream Blackberries, HTCs. Yeah, but imagine you got a brand new iPhone, right? And you've got it in your pocket. And then this random nutter called Psychosploge comes running at you being like, I'm going to pick you up. And you're like, don't pick me up. My brand new, very expensive phone is in my pocket. And Psychosploge is like, yoink. And then just the phone goes right. flying and it cracks. But is okay. it a situation where it's like, I'm going to pick you up, like chasing you? Or is it like, I want to pick you up and I'm smooth and I'm cool and it's sexy and I love you. Mm, I don't know. Given the fact that Psychosploge is bringing this up 14 years later, Psychosploge strikes me as the kind of individual that isn't going to be that kind of like smooth and picking you up. More like, a, okay. remember remember that time 14 years ago when I picked you up? Well, I'm going to do it again. Oh, hell That's yeah. the kind of I'll person I'm getting. I'm going to break your phone. Okay, are you ready? I've got the solution immediately just from that. Oh, just no. From Okay, what's your solution? Jane, it's your turn to break the phone, Jane. <gasps> yes. Jane, yes. you have to train your body and mind to be ready for the time when Psychosplodge's phone is in the back pocket. Then yes, and you rugby tackle them. Just charge at them. <laughs> rugby tackle. Get, get from below the bum. Lift. And you have to be by a pond. Phone in the pond. Oh wow! Then the you want to eat it. It's fine. And then you've got to bring it up at every family gathering that uh, Psychosplode won't let the fact that you threw them into a pond and broke their phone. No, go. I didn't say 
they throw them into the pond? No, no. Oh. Absolutely oh, I not. Thought, I just thought that was part and parcel of what was happening. No, just the phone. By accident. Oh. When you slide oh, past the accident. bum cheek. <laughs> so it's okay. Always happens by accident when you slide past the bum cheek. Exactly. <laughs> What's your solution, huh? You got a better solution than slide past the bum cheek? Okay, I think the problem is the fact that Psych Splodge keeps bringing this up, right? And if Psych Splodge wasn't bringing it up, it wouldn't be a problem. So that means we just have to make it so that Psych Splodge is bringing up something else, okay? <laughs> Why? Why reminisce on the past when you can just be wallowed in the future? So, you need to create something that is so awe-inspiring, so magnificent, that Psychosplodge will only be talking about that at every social gathering, instead of it being like, Jane always brings up that time I broke her phone screen 14 years ago. It's, I, like last weekend, I was with Jane, she put on an entire one-man opera, okay? She managed it, she just did the entire thing, and it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And at the end? At the end? Her phone she fell threw out of her pocket. Her, her phone fell out of her pocket. And it's matched. But it's just, but it's, it's not a real phone. It's not a real phone. It's, it's, a prop, a real phone. it's a prop phone. It's a prop phone. And that way, you have something new to talk about, okay? About the Instead phone. Instead of... About the phone, something phone related. So when someone mentions phones or phones being broken, Psychosplodge's mind doesn't go back to that time, you know, they broke the phone. It goes back to that time you broke your own phone in a glorious, spectacular performance. You can also word in some like subliminal messaging in the performance, you know, like, I don't know, uh, make me a cup of tea. If you like put that into each and every other syllable or something and then have it in like flashing lights, then you could probably condition them to make you cups of tea every time you show them your phone. I get the feeling no, this is possible. No, it's not possible and we don't- It is possible. I've managed it on you. No, okay. you yeah, 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 yeah. When it's, did uh, the last it's all... work, huh? When did the last work? Look, I'm holding my phone up to the camera. It, make me a cup of tea. Make me a cup of That's tea. That's just Connor's face. Ooh, That's just Connor's ju face. It is on just it. Connor's face. Yeah, okay. Do you not have a sudden urge to make me a cup of tea? No, I have an urge for you to make me a cup of tea. Oh, damn. This is the problem. I only got you. I only made it so that you think about tea. <laughs> Um, not that you actually want to make tea. No, I'm thinking about food oh, now. Dear. I'm hungry. We've You're hungry We've been talking now. about baking this whole time, and I'm hungry. Okay, do you want... We can stop the podcast here for today, and we can go and make some food. Mmm, food. Food. We can do that. Well, there you go. This has been today's podcast. Um, it's been very fun. I hope you enjoyed our wonderful stories. I would say baking with your partner blind is a very fun challenge. I recommend you do it. Uh, maybe together. Get some friends to make you a recipe. Don't pick Paul Hollywood. Okay, anyone else other than Paul pick Hollywood. something basic, please. Yeah, something tasty, you know. But not too nothing... basic you could guess. Yeah, that's the that's the difficult thing to balance, okay? Maybe we should sell this as a service. Like, we make these recipes and give them to couples to try out. I know the first one. Uh, what's the first one? A cake pop. A cake? A cake pop? A cake pop. What is a cake pop? It's a cake that you squish into the shape of a lollipop with your bare hands and expect people to eat it. That sounds actually horrible. 
Um, yeah, but it's, it's actually extremely popular. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> popular. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but then I, I made myself laugh. <laughs> right, so while Tom is having a breakdown, I would like to say thank you. I also want to shout out my favourite comment um, from, okay. from last, uh, last episode. Just because I think it deserves it. I think I liked it on your account, but my favorite comment is from Mark saying, my kleptomaniac girlfriend likes to sit at the end of the bed and read me Lego manuals and of course chew my toenails to an acceptable length. I call her blue whale as she's currently addicted to peanut butter M&Ms. I can't, I can't hear her properly. Should I buy her a better mic or teach her to move closer to the one that she has? Thank oh, you for the God. subtle burn there. Also, I don't tell her about the ghost of the fisherman that looms behind her. Should I? Please help. <laughs> so if you don't know, check our other vi uh, videos and pods because that was from last week's podcast, which was super fun. That was pretty much a perfect summary of everything that happened in last week's podcast. I love the comments. They're great. Anyway, that's it. We're done for today. Like, Goodbye. Rate, subscribe. Give us your relationship problems. Bye. We'll solve them. Bye bye. Bye 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 bye. Bye Dom fam. Love you. Don't call her the Dom fam. No. See you next week. Bye. bye. bye.